Welcome to Living Water Radio. Where does the time go? Today we're going to share some ideas on how to live faithfully as time passes weirdly during this pandemic. My name is Pastor David Burkadall. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a United Church of Christ slash Christian Church Disciples of Christ ordained minister focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I've worked in a variety of blue-collar summer jobs, served in the Marine Corps, played drums and jazz bands, and was a competitive master swimmer. After college in Minnesota and a seminary in Berkeley, I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California, for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the 110 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. This is our 50th podcast for Living Water Radio, not counting our welcome and introduction podcast number zero. I don't think any of us imagined at the end of March that we would still in late September be safer at home, still getting tested, still working from home, what some say feels like living at work, still going to school from home, still avoiding crowds, still wearing masks, still washing or sanitizing our hands, still worshiping outside, and still more in the new normal. And yet here we are, six months later. Time flies. The culture in which the New Testament was written had two ways of measuring time, chronos and kairos. Chronos was the way most people in the global West experienced time, as one thing happening after another. We get our words chronology and chronograph from this Greek word. The other Greek word for time is kairos. Kairos means that when the time is right, When everybody gets there, when everything comes together, when it feels right, then it happens. Human beings have different ways of experiencing time. My hero in church development, Lyle Schaller, reminded church leaders that when we talk about long-range planning, we have to keep in mind that a seven-year-old knows that there are at least 750 days between birthdays, but a 70-year-old knows that there are no more than 125. The pandemic has given us yet another way of measuring time, slow and fast at the same time. I'm at a bunch of leadership committees for our synod. All are meeting by Zoom. I had two in one day the other day, and that's not the most I've had. You know, COVIDO, ergo Zoom. I read about one manager who has his team on Zoom the whole workday in order to provide a more natural office experience. Zoom time faster or slower for you? Do you think it will ever seem normal? I think most of us looked at what was coming last March and thought about all the projects we could do, all the time we could spend together, all the things we could learn and improve. How have we done? I read about a study last week that found that while Christians spent more time reading the Bible than in the old normal at the beginning of the pandemic, they are now spending less time reading the Bible than before. They are spending less time in God's presence through the Word of God. I wonder if the same isn't true for prayer. The Bible is the primary way God speaks to us. If we're reading, we're listening. Prayer is the primary way we speak to God and then listen in communion with God. How's your prayer life? Are you spending more time during this stage of the pandemic or less? Maybe that's not the right question. Prayer is not just putting in the time. It's not a feeling or a heaping up of emotion. 
One of my cousins is a very fine jazz guitarist named Pat Metheny. He has won 20 Grammys in more categories than any other musician. We always look forward to his concerts when he's in town. One night his band played at the Pandagious Theater in Hollywood. We had gone backstage to hang out after the concert, so by the time we left the building, it was quite late. There were very few cars in the parking lot behind the theater where we were parked. But as we passed a cluster of them, three guys walked out of the shadows toward us. I was wearing my clergy collar because, well, sometimes you just have to fly the flag. When the group spotted it, two of them peeled off and walked in the other direction. But the third continued walking directly toward me. As he approached, he said, Hey, Father, Father. I've gotten used to people mistaking me for a priest, so I didn't correct him. I like to think that he and his friends, if they had any nefarious action in mind, had changed theirs when they saw that I was a clergy person. Father, Father, would you pray for me? Sure, I'll pray for you, I said. And, and Father, Father, when you pray, could you pray for a long time? Sure, I said. And, and Father, when you pray, could... Could you cry a little bit? Sure. Some people have some funny ideas about prayer. Prayer isn't reciting formulas or reading words. Prayer is talking with God. When we pray, we're not telling God anything God doesn't already know. Prayer is not informing God or making announcements. Prayer is sincerity before God. It means being honest with ourselves because God sees our hearts, our inner selves. Early 20th century comedian Fred Allen once said that the most important thing in Hollywood is sincerity. So when you can fake that, you've got it made. You can't fake it with God. The psalmist writes in Psalm 51, beginning at the 10th verse, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and sustain in me a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from bloodshed, O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your deliverance. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. For you have no delight in sacrifice. If I were to give a burnt offering, you would not be pleased. The sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Prayer is a broken and contrite heart. Sometimes it has no words, only gratitude. It's not about a formula, like saying Father God every other word. I always wonder about the theology of that. The Holy Spirit is our intercessor with sighs too deep for words, the Bible says. Where does isolating God the Father come from? Or the words just and really in our prayers, which are supposed to convey humility and passion. I suppose, but they just come along across as fillers to me. I remember seeing a cartoon year, years ago where a guy is praying and says, Lord, I just want really to ask that you just really hear me when I really just want to ask you to just really help me to stop saying just and really so much in my prayers. Repetition in prayer may have a hypnotic psychological boost for us, but I don't think they matter. Would you pay more attention to someone who kept repeating the same thing over and over? The key to prayer is authenticity. 
being honest with yourself in your communication with God. There is no pretense in prayer. See, I don't believe in the power of prayer. Praying as if we believe that the source of power is our prayer is superstition. God has all the power. I believe in the power of God. God is not our cosmic butler, our gopher, or spiritual vending machine. We enter into God's presence hat in hand. If our Bible reading is falling away, and if we are spending less time praying, and if we are spending less time in worship than before, our relationship with God suffers from our end. As a result, we are less concerned for justice, that is, doing God's will. It doesn't take much to figure out where that is taking us. We're going dry. But if we are using this time to allow the streams of water to flow through us and form our lives into ones that are lived in service to God and to others, we stay spiritually hydrated. The streams that are the Holy Spirit, God's personal presence for good in the world, are streams that lead to eternal life in quality and in quantity, now and forever. We then are living the joyful, abundant life that God intended for all of humanity since the beginning of time. How about you? How is your Christian life doing during the pandemic? What a tragedy it would be when this isolation is over and we can worship face to face with one another in the whole Christian community if we will have only our own spiritual dryness to offer those who are drawn to genuine Christian community. Now is the time to return to the Lord your God. Open your Bible with an open heart regularly. Pray and ask God that would open your heart to God's presence, to give you eyes to see and ears to hear. Open your hands for the work of God in the world. Open your true self to know and maintain the faith that has been given to us to serve others in response to the victory on the cross that Christ has won for us. Be joyful in the light of the already and not yet kingdom of God. Worship, serve, seek justice, Fill your dryness with the streams of living water that will never run dry. Seize this time before it flies. Today, let's remember to pray for those who are financially struggling, for the most vulnerable among us, and for those who feel insecurities of any kind. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at therevsdavidandsally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to the same addresses and we'll include them next time. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune in to the worship services they have currently available and support the church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. 
Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home. Practice social distancing. Wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Stay home unless you are providing essential services or need them. Avoid crowds and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.